If you had to choose a country name, what would your country name be? Rasputin. <laughs> Tavern. Franklin. All right, welcome to the second episode of Strange Flavors. This is brought to you by Alif Theory. My name is Faraz. I'm Danny. I'm just Brandon, or AKA Typical Tav. If you want to come in contact with us, or if you want to send us your stories, ask us any questions, um, you can email us at strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also send your music, so all the SoundCloud rappers, bands, whatever you want to do. I know you're always sliding into the DMs trying to share your mixtapes. You can finally do that, um, and we'll use it maybe like 30, to, 30 seconds to a minute um, between our transitions or at the end. So email us, tweet at us. Um, we're also, we also have our individual um, you know, Twitters and everything like that, which are in the description. So what's going on, guys? How are we feeling? I feel like a, like an alien sometimes because I don't go to sleep at normal times like four o'clock, five. I'm telling you, you need to morning? drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, four in the morning, and I I had a, ten ten class. That seems like my normal. I mean, I don't know. See, I'm a morning person. I love to get up early, take my time, just relax, and then I'll head. I my work time usually starts around ten, so I'll head out around like nine forty five. But I just. I don't know. I like to get up early and just really take my time. That's like my favorite part of the day. What time do you sleep though? Oh, well, my sleeping pattern changes a lot, but I definitely don't stay up till four in the morning every night. Like what's what's a normal day for you to go to sleep? Probably around like midnight. That's usually the time that I'll put my head on. Midnight the bed. and then you wake up at? Uh, yeah, I'll wake up around like 7.45. 745. Okay. So that's like yeah, that's like eight hours. That sounds decent. Mm-hmm. And you're like fine the whole day. Oh no, I'm I'm a pretty tired person, but I've recently been doing this green smoothie thing, which I'm in love with, and I just got this protein powder, so I'm trying to get pretty swole with that. Is that, that. like a vegan smoothie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is all vegan. It's um, all natural ingredients. I really like it. It's been um, my kickstart to the day. I'm what does actually, it taste like? Um, right now it tastes like spinach, but <laughs> every in the every morning though. <laughs> I was gonna say that probably does not tastes good in the morning well, though it's like spinach with like a little bit of vanilla added into it it's pretty good it's pretty good i, I think that everyone should try it out actual spinach in the shake yeah, yeah i put yep i put spinach in it oh you put it in i thought oh, I, you make it yeah yeah i, I thought it's it something that you like buy well i bought the stuff to make it yeah, yeah. but i'm like really into that kind of stuff lately. Right, so spinach and then what else it's spinach, blueberries, the protein powder um i did coconut coconut milk this time around uh, and I think it was a banana in there. So that's, that sounds incredible. It I was wish delicious. you're one of those healthy people. I wish I could do something like that. I can't even name the last time I ate a banana. Oh my goodness! All right, that's messed up. I'm Everybody serious. eats bananas. bananas. I like I like so fruits and vegetables, but bananas. I don't know. It's What's just, wrong with bananas? They don't look good, and they're <sighs> like moisty and sticky. Moist? And that's my favorite it's, word. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, nah. Bananas just, are probably my favorite fruit just because they're so easy. They're so, so good for Some you. of the other fruits, it's like, you know, it's a process. Like sometimes I won't eat an apple just because it's hard to like cut it up. And I don't feel like eating it right there because like say I'm in school or something, then my hands are going to get sticky and stuff. Yeah, they do get Bananas, it's like you just open it, you eat it, and you're good. I like the shape. I'm a big fan of the, of <laughs> the honeydew like melon. <laughs> would you say, wait, would you say you like the shape of them? <laughs> yeah. Of what? <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> what? <Dude. laughs> of a banana? Yeah, I oh, love that. This has got R rated. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Now we have to rate this explicit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Colin Kaepernick in this upcoming season has decided that he's going to stand now during the national anthem. Okay. No, no more kneeling. Um, he said that he drew enough attention that he was trying to highlight the social injustice that he no longer uh, feel like he needs to protest it anymore. And um, and he did, you know, that, that was his goal to bring it to the limelight, he brought all this commotion. So now that he did, I guess he feels like now it's time to move on. Did um, you guys, by the way, have a problem with that? I don't know. I, I, I understand the people that say, you know, like, especially when they have ties to family members that have served, um, that it's a sign of a uh, disrespect, but I don't think he was necessarily doing it in that way, just to disrespect the flag. 
I think he was just doing it more to just get attention. And um, and he did. He did and, get that. And some people just took it the wrong way out of the context of what he meant. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I don't, I'm not too sure, but... Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I people... Think... I think there was people on both ends that were making it a bigger deal than it is. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, to me, it's a flag. And flags yeah. and nationalism can be dangerous. I think it's good to have nationalism when it's you know when it comes to things like sports, for example, you know, cheering for uh, your your country in the Olympics, um, things like that. It's good to be proud of where you're from or where you're living. Um, but at the same time, it's like people worship flags like you know their people or gods, and you know sometimes people value um, a flag more than they might even talk about their religion for example which is kind of crazy so it can be dangerous yeah. in that sense mm-hmm. what do you guys think about oprah winfrey what about her <laughs> well what, what's your opinion first i love that woman all right amir <laughs> um i mean i i don't know i feel like you're about to tell us something <laughs> i am i, I, I am. mean i like oprah i think she's the only would you would you vote for her if she ran for president oh she's running She's thinking about it. Suppose I mean it's just like up in the air, but I think she's gonna pull like a Trump where you know he wasn't sure, and then he might go and she might actually run. So I would vote for her totally. <laughs> I well, love that woman. <laughs> again, it's I think it I think it's totally dependent on the person's like political views and if she she's just, a strong Democrat. She is a very strong Democrat. Um, and sometimes if if we're just going by what their ties are to a party um i'm not with that because i i don't like um the the whole two-party system in the first place how people are so attached to the two parties like i would love to see ellen degeneres run Uh, she's like my favorite person in the world um but again would she be the best president i don't know if uh and she said like if it wasn't for trump with no experience like she uh has no experience then she would never have thought about this, but because of him, now she's she's. So she's admitting about that she might not have any idea. Oh, she she said she has no no political oh, background. So was it was it she almost like kind of mocking Trump then? Um, I mean, she's not a fan of him, and she obviously strongly believes, you know, and it's obvious he doesn't have really any experience. But but I think she would be a good leader almost because she really like she cares about the community. I feel like at least that's what I've ever I've always felt from her. So Well she also I like that she looks out for both sides. I remember when mm-hmm. she had um you know, she's not she's not just going to look at the liberals and say, I'm going to do everything in favor for a liberal. She actually listens to the other side, which I've seen from yeah. her show a lot. Yeah. I remember well, some when of her Jay-Z, old her old shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Jay Z came on to her show. Uh, he was thinking that, you know, this is going to, I'm on Oprah and everything. And she asked him, like, you know, why do you feel the need to use the N-word in your rap? Oh, yeah, I and do that, remember And that, that. kind of threw him off. And it was like, it was cool because she's not, because a lot of times we tend to favor when we have, um, you know, our own culture or religion or race being represented. And we just try to promote those people without questioning what they're doing. Yeah. Um, she's also a, a, a old head. And yeah. a lot of old people don't like the N-word. I know yeah. my parents are not a huge fan of like when That's they hear true. music. So, but, but I mean, just to say that she yeah. thinks about all sides of it. She doesn't just you she know. She cares. She cares about everybody. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not sure if I would vote for her. I don't know. It depends who she's running against too. You never yeah. know who's coming. True. She's gonna be if she's running against The Rock. <laughs> like if that's gonna be the next election because he he said he's running. So. I, I hope it's not because uh, <laughs> I hope that's... Trump doesn't uh, influence all these people with absolutely no background or just. You know, think they can just run. Um, it was also a study, the University of Maryland and Kurt Curtin University, and a ge- geological survey of Western Australia found that Earth's outer layer may have been a single solid shell that later broke into tectonic plates. Mm. I'm not a biology or science person, <laughs> but I just thought I don't that even was know what that means. <laughs> like I think they're talking about like the plates underneath earth's crust apparently that might have been surrounding earth and it somehow cracked and somehow went underneath so earthquake is that is that what it means yeah like the tectonic plates when they shift Mm -hmm. that's what creates an earthquake so they're saying So they were on the outside now they're on the inside yeah they're saying they may have been outside 
of Earth. The entire time? Um, so when they were studying it, they always thought it was underneath, but it was outside? Is that what you no, mean? No, no, it's not, it's, uh, it's not outside anymore. But what they're saying, like, years and years, you know, however many, however many years back that it might have been surrounding Earth's outer layer. Listen, man. pretty interesting. All I know is that when you eat a regular pizza and you eat a Chicago-style pizza, they taste the same. What? Uh, no, that is so wrong. They I don't have the agree same content. No, that's not true. When you eat a cheesesteak that claims to be a Philly cheesesteak in... In Maryland, it's not the same as a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. It's not the same. Danny, you're not getting my point. <laughs> you know what? So you know what a Chicago style pizza is? No. It's when. Do you know what it is? Nope. <laughs> okay, guys, listen up. I didn't know Chicago was known for their pizzas. They take. Okay, so it goes like a normal pizza has the cheese on the top, right, and the sauce, yep. right? Okay, the Chicago style like deep dish, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a bowl. And then they put like the cheese and like whatever stuff you want, like the if you want chicken and uh, vegetables and stuff like that, they put it inside. Okay. And then they put the sauce on the top. Wow. That sounds delicious. <laughs> so your whole tectonic Man, plate thing. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> buying it. You know, it's just. You've a, never tried it. It's just a bowl with random stuff in it. I mean. Is that what you're saying? The earth is a bowl with Like I, I went to Italy and I tried their pizzas, but I wasn't like, oh, God, it's so much better than America's pizza. I was, like, I was just relating it to yeah, your tectonic what, what plates thing. What is this thing. metaphor? The whole, like, plates were on the outside. Now they're on the inside. The cheese was on the outside. Oh. Now it's on the inside. Okay, that's all I was trying to <laughs> but say. That's only but in now Chicago. you got us hungry, so <laughs> we're thinking that, That's about only food. in Chicago. All right, guys. Um, so our guest today is um, Nick Mason. He is from a small white town in Maine. And he's living here now in the Baltimore area. And his whole view on life has completely shifted because he grew up in sort of a traumatic uh, childhood um, with a lot of his friends doing drugs and um, him sort of, you know, facing some sort of abuse. Um, and now he is loving the diversity that he's seeing and trying to learn different languages and doing a lot for himself after um a long time he's 35 years old now and back in school but um i think he has a fantastic story to share so i'm really excited to hear it from him let's welcome on nick mason Soon again, before I hit it back to college, I've been seeing why they told me that this life ain't promised. And I've been thinking hard about where I wanna go. Rest in peace to 34, you should see a boy's zone. They don't make you feel gone. They just living like a song, ain't no time to get tired. Gotta keep it hot for you. Nick. Call it missing down fire, Alright, cool. Okay, Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. What are you up to these days? Taking uh, six classes, a few organizations. And not doing any homework. Uh-oh. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I'm 35. No, I'm, I'm old. 35 years old, old in yeah. college. And what's that like? Uh, it was a little awkward at first. Um, you don't look like you're 35, by the way. I don't mm -hmm. act it either. That I know. I think it's more or less it was like a psychological thing for me. Like I felt as if I didn't belong. Or I felt as if I shouldn't belong. Or I felt like, well, I shouldn't be talking with those people because they're too young. Or... Or what would they think, or things like that. And I think that most people don't care, because I don't care. How long ago did you move uh, to the Baltimore area? <clears throat> a year and a half ago, August of 15. And how long uh, did it take you to continue school? A long time. It took me, for my, associate, <laughs> my associates, it took me uh, three years, about. Three years? Uh, That's yeah. not a long time. A three or four. I think it was it was just hard to get back in, and I was only taking two classes at a time because I was working three jobs for a lot of them, and um, I failed math probably five times. What are I'm, you trying to do in school? Uh, well, graduate. But I want to. Um, I'm in international studies. I don't really know particularly what I want to do. I used to be like. Well, I have an associate's in graphic design, so at that point I was like, I just want to make video games. I just want to do that. Well, unfortunately, life doesn't really work that way. And, I mean, it's really cool if people can get that one thing that they want. But I try to, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want tunnel vision. 
I feel that there's a lot of missed opportunities. But I've narrowed it down to like I want to work with people and I want to work with uh, I want to study the Middle East. So even after I got uh, I earned my associates, I took one class after. Absolutely loved it. The international relations. Um, pretty much got a perfect 100 in there. And that's when I changed my uh, my mind. But also because I somehow got an internship with a newspaper as a reporter. Ended up being a, re a freelance reporter, which was pretty much a reporter. It's just they didn't want to pay. pay. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I became interested in international studies. Where was what company did you work for when you were doing that? Oh, it's it's small. Uh, I shouldn't say small because I still love it. They're great. It's called uh, the internship was the Journal Tribune on uh, Biddeford, Maine, and amazing people. Uh, it's funny because my the editor there. Uh, she plays guitar in a Megadeth cover band. That was pretty cool for me. I like that music. Uh, then I worked for a newspaper called the York County Co-Star, which is uh, covers all of Southern Maine. So this newspaper you're writing for was in Maine. Both of them, correct. Okay. So what was it like? Uh, you know, what kind of news was Maine producing? One of the coolest things I got to do was follow around uh, state senate uh, candidate uh, Shenna Bellows. Um, that was really fun. I followed her around for a day. Uh, she was going on a campaign tour, uh, seeing some of the so town what people. what town was it in Maine? It was it's a funny name. Uh, one of them was Ogunquit, Maine, that I covered. That oh, no, was, what was what was the town that you grew up in? Oh, Kennebunk. Kennebunk, mm. Kennebunk Port. Or Kennebunk Port, Maine. Kennebunk Port. Right. Um, what's that town like? George Bush has a summer home there. Uh, okay. Well, I should say a summer peninsula. Um, so it's nice? Yeah, it's very nice. Cool. It's a fishing community, lobster community. We're known for lobster, President Bush. It's beautiful. What brought you uh, to Maryland? Uh, I had to... Work three jobs to survive. Um, still couldn't pay my bills. I was working for the newspaper at a movie theater and a grocery store. And is that because um, it's expensive to live there? Yeah, okay. rent rent had gone up from like I think I was paying about five hundred a month when I graduated, and then now it's probably about fourteen hundred a month. And it's hard to find a place that's year round because. A lot of people from Massachusetts and Connecticut will buy uh, apartment buildings and then raise the rent in the summer. And they'll have leases go from September until May. That way people are kicked out uh, and then they can, like I said, raise it to like sometimes 1000 to three, 5000 a week. How did, you, how did you choose Maryland to come to this? Like what was, what was your draw here? Towson was the first, <laughs> the first place to accept me. So, Towson University. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to go to Brown, but there's no way I would have gotten in. But I just, I felt, you know, I should apply for the out of reach school, a couple in in the middles, and then some guaranteed schools. And Towson was the first to accept me, and it's in a really great location. Um, you know, obviously around D.C. with all the the politics down there, and uh, there's a lot of diversity and things going on in Baltimore. So now it sounds like a lot of what you were doing um, as far as school and the newspaper stuff is all kind of recent. So what was going on before all of this? Why starting school so late? And, you know, what was what was it like growing up in Kennebunkport, if I said that right? Yeah, you said it right, Kennebunkport. A lot of people say Kennebunk. People get offended. Um, it's like Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, it was fun for a while, but... I feel like if you don't leave right away after high school, it's hard to leave. Um, it's a specific industry. Uh, a lot of it is restaurant, hotel industry. Uh, it's called vacation land, Maine. So a lot of people don't work in the winter. They collect unemployment. Um, I just really I got tired of... I was working uh, jobs that paid minimum wage which is fine you know that's perfectly fine not knocking that at all but it's not something i want like to do three forever. of them yeah that's three. yeah that's a lot mm. yeah especially the minimum wage jobs are always a little bit tougher than 
you know these other jobs where you can just kind of sit in an office and and school as well he said. school as well yeah yeah you came in here and uh you said that you uh face uh migraines and stuff because of things that happened earlier in your childhood i didn't know that they were migraines until later and i'm not sure if it's exactly migraines because i know i've had anxiety before mm-hmm. um and i have you know ptsd and stuff uh I don't know. I, I I guess it goes into what you were saying before. Um, you know, when I was younger, I made a lot of poor decisions. And uh, I don't know. I was always grumpy and had a chip on my shoulder, always angry about something or other. Didn't really know why. And I think it was just boredom and, you know, not really liking myself. And so that's why I can kind of see, I can kind of understand people now a lot better that are like that. And so I don't have regrets for being person that I was did you ever go through a phase of like depression or anything like that yeah of course um I think a lot you know most of us probably have or something similar and for me my depression was when I was like 28 I think Uh, I was with somebody for four years and then we broke up and then after we broke up I didn't really know what to do with myself because we had lived together and you know, we were together all the time, and clearly, you know, it doesn't bother me anymore, but I just didn't know what to do with myself, and so I became kind of secluded for a little while. You know, it's just one of those things you come to a crossroads, and you're like, well, what am I going to do with myself? I had a huge panic attack, and I thought, I've never, like, I was just afraid one day I would hurt myself. I was I didn't want to, but I was like, well, if I continue going on this path, maybe one day I will, and I really don't want to do that, so... It's time to like get up and do something with myself. And so I thought the best thing to do would be to go back to school. At that point, I didn't really want to make video games anymore because I started that degree when I was 18 and dropped out. But uh, I felt whatever, just finish getting that degree and then see what happens. And so that's how I went back to school is because it was either sit depressed and 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 feel sorry for myself and i'm not knocking anybody that's depressed i'm totally not knocking anyone at all that was we're all individuals and we all have our own individual things but that was my own individual choice for myself was to try as hard as i could for myself to you know do something for me and school was the best bet well it sounds like a lot of you know you had a lot of weight on your shoulders being 18 years old which can be a hard age in the first place um, you're talking about depression, anxiety, PTSD, where the anger, like where was all of this coming from? Why are you actually, I'm originally from Virginia. I don't even know if I t- did I tell you that. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. What part of Virginia? I'm from Fairfax, uh, Virginia, Fairfax and Manassas, but so I you was were born, born in there. Or you like you, I was born in Winchester, Virginia, and then lived in Fairfax and Winchester. Okay. And, uh, so then I lived in Pennsylvania from six to nine. And then um, I got kicked out of my house when I was nine years old. And so... How do you get kicked out of your house when you're nine? Uh, what could you possibly have done? He was a savage, okay? That's where a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the PTSD will come from because... Well, first of all, why were you moving so much? My parents divorced when I was two, so I never really knew my father. And then he died when I was seven. Oh, I'm sorry. But I didn't know he died until I was like 12. It's really complicated. Whoa. <laughs> and so my... Well, wait, wait. What what would your mother say to you during that time? Oh, he's just... He's away or... They just said that they didn't know where he was and they had somebody looking for him. Okay. Yeah. So... Was that true or... Uh, no. That was it. Okay. <laughs> no. And so uh, then when I was two, my mom married an Australian man and uh that was kind of like he's literally from Australia yeah he was literally from Australia yeah so like so I have a brother and sister and they're half brother and sister and so they have dual citizenship so my brother lives in Australia but not to like go too far straight you can ask me about that later okay yeah so that tell, was, tell, us, tell us about the nine getting kicked out of the house at nine years old. Yeah. What, what did you do to get kicked out? So they owned a bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania, and it was an Australian bed and breakfast. Okay, so your mom and uh, her new 
yeah boyfriend at the time or she her husband her husband okay so they own a bed and breakfast yeah okay and so long story short um they made it seem like it was my fault but it wasn't because i was just a kid what was your fault um that i was like crazy and rambunctious and stuff like that but i was really just a nine-year-old kid you know okay and so like there was a lot of like violence and stuff like that that happened and to me you know and but it would get blamed on me you know like victim blaming so Mm -hmm. that all happened and then they were gonna send me to an australian boarding school like legit we're going to do that and my grandparents stepped in and they were like no 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 no, we're not gonna do that and so then they took me up in maine and then they told me that it was only going to be for the summer and then when i got on the school bus that fall i realized this isn't funny anymore you know like so I thought it was just going to be for the summer, but it wasn't for the summer. And so it was kind of like a psychological mess because every year I would get told that I was going back home. And I how, think... How long hmm? was it before you? Oh, I never did. Never. Wow. No, but honestly... Never what? Wait. Oh, I never hmm. went back to my parents. That's what you're asking, oh. right? So so you haven't seen them since? No, I've seen... Well, my I mean, my dad's dead, but my oh, mom... Yeah. Your, um, your mom. Yeah, I've seen her. Okay. Uh, we've been on talking terms only for the past two years, though. Okay. That's that's a long time. Yeah. Well, because of the Oregon incident. What happened in Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, jumping way far ahead, I think I was like, that was 2087. And so we just started being on good terms again. And uh, my mom asked me to help her move. And so I, uh, she was living in Oregon and she was, she was trying to move. And so I went out there with my girlfriend at the time. And this is kind of partially towards the end of when we, when we were breaking up and stuff too. So we go out and then, uh, we find out that she had, uh, strange people living in the house. Just, I guess what they would call drifters. I don't know if that's an appropriate term or. Is this your house? Her house, my mom's house in Oregon. And so we were like, my girlfriend and I were living in this house with strange people. And the first day we're there, you know, we're told that they do, you know, meth and stuff like that. Like the drifters and trying to be optimistic. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And so it was uh, it was really frightening living there because people were coming in and out selling uh stolen cameras uh stolen stuff all the time all hours of the night uh it was a terrifying experience living in a house like that you know people telling me that they would off certain people like her new my mom's new boyfriend at the time because she wasn't with that and it's just it was it was uh there was a lot of crazy stuff and when you confront her about what's going on like did you eventually find out what the situation was yeah, after a few months of living out there, um, I just had enough, and I, you know, I just, like, lost it, and uh, just came back here, and then a few months later, or a month later, you know, my girlfriend and I broke up, and then that's when I kind of just, like, went through a depression. Now, mm. I have a question. Um, regarding, because you said that you thought that the best idea would be to go back to school and stuff, how did you gain I'm trying to find the proper word usage. How did you gain... Confidence? Yeah, the motivation, the confidence. How did you gain all that to want to be able to push yourself and basically succeed, which you are succeeding in my opinion now. So how did you how did you push yourself to do that? One of the things was arrogance. I've always kind of been arrogant, and what made me arrogant was that... I'm, <laughs> I don't want to be arrogant... <laughs> I'm not so good anymore, but I used to be really good on the guitar. And I think that had always just given me confidence. Like it was the one thing like I could always say, there's one good thing that I'm good at in this world is playing guitar. I don't really play anymore. I have no time to play guitar. I don't even have calluses on my hands, but that and then I'm a, I'm a cynic. I'm extremely cynical. And I think, you know, Frost probably knows that. I feel like... I have trust issues. Obviously, I have trust issues, you know. So, like, 
I, a lot of people were telling me that they had faith in me and that I was doing well and stuff like that through the school. And I became really close with the school librarian uh, at my at my college. It's a community college. And it's a small school. There's like a thousand people. So you can be close to your professors, which is something I liked about it. And I just, I don't know, I gained confidence. And I think what really did it for me, I applied for a graphic design job at that newspaper. But the hours conflicted with my school schedule. So I did something I normally wouldn't do. I just begged them for an internship. And I don't know why I did that. And they gave it to me but they that's awesome but it was for being a reporter and i'm like i don't know how to do this i don't know how to talk to people and just being thrown out there talking to people people who actually think that you know what you're doing but you don't know what you're doing you end up kind of knowing what you're doing after a while so long i i do a long story short long (laughs) way thing yeah with you now you know being around different cultures and races um do you ever find yourself going the back back to maine much and um if you do do you ever feel a certain type of way when you go back there i haven't been back there since november of 15 which is only a few months like five months after i left but i want to go back i'm the friends there right i do but I'm so confused. I don't know. I'm, I think America in general, no matter what side you're on, no matter what you believe in, even I, I think everyone is more polit- politically attuned than they've ever been in, in their... I mean, like, why do I know Kellyanne Conway's name? So my point <laughs> is, like, we're so politically in touch right now we know our friends uh opinions intimately and with that said i can see a contrast between some friends in maine and friends here and it's like i respect my friends but at the same time i i don't necessarily respect their opinions what are they saying oh well there's a difference between what they message me and what they say on on the on on you know public what's, what's worse what they message you or yeah what, they, what they message oh is this i mean what is, is this a white supremacy thing like yeah because i mean the majority is white right it's not it's a state that's 95 to 97 percent white uh <sighs> i was looking at the statistics uh for religion and it's mostly christian and atheist let me explain when the somalian refugees came to lewiston Maine, probably 10 years ago there was a Ku Klux Klan rally. There's a lot of uh, KKK in Maine. Uh, I don't know who they are be- because they, uh, you know, they like to cover their faces. How did you not fall into this mentality? Because uh, it's weird. Well, no, <laughs> so but I mean, that's where you grew up. So they're still doing stuff like this to this day. Is that what you're? Is that what's happening? There's a lot of comments that I just I want to like. I want to argue all the time on Facebook, but I know it just doesn't get me anywhere. I just get fired up, and I, it doesn't solve anything. How did I not fall into it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, if somebody... It's not that they, you know, just are born with these opinions. It's that, you know, you get influence from where you grow up and what you're around. So if you're around, you know, this type of mentality all the time, it's not like it's necessarily your fault all the time. It's just what you're used to or what you've, you know grown to learn so just where did you differentiate yourself well i did fall into it for a while i mean i was racist in high school i was extremely racist not to the point where i was in the ku klux klan or anything but i had racist thoughts and like we had this like one friend who was a different color who would skate and we'd joke all the time be like oh it's okay he's our friend now i look back i'm like dude that's not cool that's not like we didn't treat that guy like a friend Mm -hmm. like we can't just be like, oh, he's our friend. We can joke with him. No, it doesn't work that way. How did he respond to any remarks that were made? He would just laugh. But I mean, honestly, what's he going to do? He's like one different colored person living in a town that's like 99%. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do? And I look at that now and I'm like, holy crap, like, that's really bad. And I got out of it quickly, you know, when I was like in high school, like later on in high school. And I'm like, wait, why am I thinking like that? Like, so, like, in your high like school, 
your high school if a person like me or Faraz went there? Will we have a lot of eyes aimed at us? Will we be... Probably, because we used to be able to say, well, we know... Like, we could name, like, the minorities in our town, you know? Wow. Because there were, like, there were none. Yeah. And that's just... I don't know. I mean, that's... I don't know why, you know, the demographics are that way. I mean, I could probably easily, like, think about that, like, geographically and historically and stuff like that, but... Well, then what sparked? You said later on in high school, you just... You you just had a realization or something happened? You met somebody? Well, no, I mean, I just grew common sense, you know? It's like, why are we... Um, I don't know. I think, like, for me, too, it's like I grew up... Thank goodness, you know, I grew up in in Virginia for six years and Pennsylvania for another three years. So I had been exposed to different people before. And then uh, I started learning German and Japanese in high school, too. So, like, I was exposed to... They taught that at your high school? They taught Japanese at your high school? Hi. Does that mean yes? Yes, <laughs> yes I mean, yeah. I thought you were just saying hi to me in the middle of the <laughs> no, podcast. No. That's awesome. We, we didn't yeah. have Japanese at our school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our, like, our sensei was from Japan, too, and she actually told us about the culture as nice. well as like learning the language. So like, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do this now, but she even brought in like a sword into class. Imagine a sword right in school now. Like a samurai was, was, yeah. yeah, well, like a katana or something. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Can't do that now. Now, um, <laughs> you said um, in Maine, where you were from, they're either atheist or Christian. And you were a Christian, right? Yeah. And now you're an atheist. Um, did that from Maine inf- take part influencing your change into what you believe now? Or did that just happen on your own? Uh, oh, I just want to clarify something, too, real quick on the other thing. I wasn't, like, a racist racist. I just had... I don't know I, how to explain I, I, that. I can tell what, what you meant. Like, okay, you were, thank you. Yeah, like, you were, I, well, that's what <laughs> I expect. You were one that's of the, what I expect, though. That's what yeah. I was saying before. Yeah. Like, when you're around these people... Anyways, how? that's why I was surprised. I'm like, how did you not fall it's into this? It's passive racism. Because you because you weren't used to seeing yeah he so was many. the passive type but not the aggressive to actually hurt somebody or you know right go to the would, extent to join a, a clan or something like yeah that. And we would joke with our friends thinking it was funny but we're really not funny so and, that's what I meant I wanted to clarify I'm not trying to like defend myself and a part of that could be like joining a clique too making sure you're not an outsider because some people will do that some people go to the extent that they will maybe like not fully accept their views but to just join the clique and be part of a group they might you know conform to right what they think. Yeah. mentality mm-hmm. so that 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 could be one mm-hmm. of hey uh, man next reasons you're woke now <laughs> <laughs> stay uh, stay woke my friends. Uh, there's still further to go in life <laughs> well what was it i <laughs> mean baltimore is like super diverse mm-hmm. yeah what were you like kind of shocked or yeah. you know were you ecstatic uh, seeing, I mean, you were learning different languages in high school. Um, yeah. And I, it, how many languages are you currently learning right now? It seems like you're really interested in that. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, but the reality is different. But I want to answer him real quick. Atheist. A lot of people now think that atheism is like, well, I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. Some people think it actually is something. And I went to an Islamophobia event the other night uh, by a keynote speaker. Uh, what's his name i'm gonna i'm not going to get his name correct it was uh at towson university and he was talking about uh you know some atheists can be fundamentalists fundamentalists now and it's their way or nothing was it wajahat ali yeah wajahat yes yes wajahat thank you shukriya (laughs) (laughs) so i'm not for me it's just a lack of it's just a lack i mean a is without without religion uh i grew up christian with my grandparents and we would go to church every sunday and i was baptized i was an acolyte i was confirmed and all of that i don't know if you know what any of that means for us i most of my friends were christian growing up oh i got the idea. okay i didn't know so like uh because i don't really know <laughs> I don't even really know. I know it's just, of it. It's just like it happens. Yeah. And so I don't have really have a choice. I just did it. And that's like the thing. I didn't have a choice. And so I was kind of like, uh, I was forced to, um, 
And, and my grandparents are great people, you know. It's it's not like they just did what they thought was right. Um, but I didn't like reading Bible stories on Sunday, so I would get grounded and kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And uh, So your grandparents were really um, religious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my grandfather passed away like 10, 12 years ago. My grandmother's still around. She's still super religious and everything, you know, and I respect that. And she, I think she finally respects what I am. And she's supportive of me hanging out with different types of uh, religious groups now, and that's cool. But also, I would get told I was going to hell for listening to certain music. Uh, like and, rock? Yeah, you know, like Nine Inch Nails or something. Okay. Yeah, and I would get told I was going to hell by a co-worker all the time uh, because I played video games. You know, where you killed, you killed things in a video game. So, Did that sort of make you rebel more? Like, like I'm, yeah, like there's no way I'm going back to practicing over some to- some sort of religion. Uh, for a while, it made me just be like, <laughs> I'll get them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would just kind of like mess with her, just not like malicious or anything like that, but I would just talk about music and video games even more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So um, it's okay to be in the KKK and violently act on other races but you can't kill people in a video game yes but the anthropologist in me not that i'm claiming to be one would say you can't classify all those people though i mean you can't generalize all of them and you can't put them all as one but one person doesn't represent all so that person isn't i don't know what she I mean she could be they wear masks you know you don't know who's in the kkk but i assume she's not you know, so, like, we can't just say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that you don't really, yeah. But the old me would say that. I would definitely generalize everyone. But now, thanks to school, I can't do that anymore. And it's frustrating because I like to generalize. (laughs) It's easier, but you can't. I was half joking. I know. (laughs) And that's the problem with some people. They're generalizing a lot of, well, I don't want to get political right now. But there's too much generalization. There's a lot of sensitivity and generalization yes. going on. Mm-hmm. In fact. Now you, diversity when I came to Maryland? Yeah, so uh, yeah. So my question earlier was that um, were you sort of surprised um, by seeing so much? And were you, I mean, again, going with the language thing, it seems like you're always trying to learn new languages so was it kind of cool for you that you had the option to talk to all these new people of different backgrounds and and possibly learning new languages yeah funny story first job i got down here was at starbucks i would work 4 30 in the morning till one and then school two to nine hated it my that first semester miserable my first semester was miserable yeah but i would pretend to be stupid and i would act like i didn't know how to make drinks because I just didn't want to make drinks at Starbucks. I just wanted to talk to people in the register. So I would purposely mess things up all the time. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> so I would just like, I would just talk to people. And like, I was like, oh, where are you from? Like, I didn't do it to like, if I heard somebody with an accent. Because like, for me, I felt like I'm not from here either. I'm from Maine. So like, where are you from? So you were working with like, immigrants no like just the customers oh okay yeah customers and like i felt it wasn't inappropriate to ask where somebody's from because i'm not from here either i'm from new england i'm from a lot of people ended up thinking i was from london when i said new england that was fine i could see that no i could see you being like (laughs) from some european country me really (laughs) yeah why i don't know you have a european vibe no (laughs) okay i guess it's cool Because, well, you're just like, you know so much about different, well, now you know so much about different, like, cultures and everything. Yeah. I mean, I kind of always, like, was interested in culture anyway. Mm-hmm. But now I'm down here and I'm like, whoa, there's, like, so much. I want to learn everything. And that's why I don't do my homework. So then you do, so then you were excited when you came to Baltimore. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And so one of the, like, uh, first people I met, you know, was, was somebody from Saudi Arabia. And he, he started teaching me, um, you know the some of the alphabet it didn't really click with me but the the words did and so one of my favorite things to say when i started learning arabic i learned how to say my name is so s me nick my name is nick 
But he also taught me the word karuf, which means sheep. So I, uh, I would introduce myself to his friends as Esmi Kharouf, and oh, they loved it. It was great. You're, you're a jokester. <laughs> yeah. You like to mess with people. Are you fluent in any language? English. Okay. Well, you said you know German <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, but only intermediate level. Okay. Are you trying to be fluent in a specific one or all of them? If I had my way. All of them. No, like all, all, all the languages that he's like invested well, in what are those languages what are you trying to learn currently so my goal would be to with? i'm taking german in, in in college and then i'm learning arabic on my own over winter vacation i taught myself to read and write the alphabet um you know some stuff in like nepali and uh urdu yeah here and yeah. there but i want to be fluent in arabic and german because i would I want to study the Middle East, you know, and, and like I really take that serious. Like I joke a lot, but like I take that stuff extremely seriously, especially in today's world. Um, so well, what, do you, what do you want to get out of it? Why is, why are you so interested in the Middle East? Because I think that uh, again, I don't want to be too political and stuff like that, and it's just way too much to get into. But there's a lot of history, geography, anthropology, and religion, and too many different things, and colonization, and and. And there's just too much involved that's not being addressed. And a lot of people think that, you know, everything is just in a vacuum. Like, it is what it, what you see on TV, and it's not. And it's, so, like, the misrepresentation, deeper. you want to try to absolutely clarify yeah. some of that. How yeah. would you go about bringing that out, that information out? <laughs> it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's why I have a... Oh, yeah, I have my website. <laughs> I have a website that... Plug uh, it. Plug it. I don't. I didn't want to. I wasn't plug trying it. to plug it. Plug it. <laughs> All right. It's 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 meetahuman.com. It's not a dating website. I wanted another one, but the URL was like three thousand dollars. But it's it's m e e t, and it's about it's just about meeting people and learning their cultures from them. Because like you can get a lot of false information online, and of course, one person doesn't represent all people. But Faraz was kind enough to, you know, talk about Lahore. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, Lahore. Lahore. Yeah. Lahore. <laughs> and, like, I think it's cool. Like, I learned a lot about, you know, where he comes from and, and his language and his culture and, and stuff like that. And I think that learning from people, just learning in general, and taking the time to know someone is important. 65% of Americans have never met a Muslim, yet they know a lot about Sharia law. And they know a lot about, you know, this and that. Do they? No, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Thank you for because a lot of people might think that I'm being. Serious. I love, I love, I love putting. I love when people say Sharia law because Sharia means law. It's like when people say non bread, non is bread. You know what I'm saying? Or what about chai tea? <laughs> chai tea, yeah. Like we call chai like chai is chai. It's not chai tea, and and chai tea that you get here. Is not chai. Hmm. Let gonna, me clarify. You're gonna have to make me chai sometime. Well, that's a lot. Bro, that, that <laughs> a lot in that way my mom. We, you know, manipulate the norms of things. Even though I don't even know what chai is, is that a food or something? We take our tea just like the British take their tea very seriously, and we, um, I mean, I don't do this as much, but like my parents drink tea with every single meal, take their tea very seriously. But yeah. You were saying, sorry, you got off on a little uh, tangent. No, that's okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Amer- I uh, I just, one of the messages I've had online on, on Facebook was, and this is kind of inflammatory. It was just asking Muslims to pretty much apologize for their brother's terrorism. And that's just a whole another story. And to me, it's like, well, okay, well, then maybe we should apologize for colonization then and ruining. Now, are you talking about like literal brother? Or you're talking about like a Muslim brother, like a Muslim brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he, that's what somebody said to me because I'm friends with Muslims that I, uh, I should, you know, they, that Muslims should denounce what, you know, ISIS does or something like so that. So your friend just messages you and says like, "Hey, I noticed that you have Muslim friends. Uh, they need to apologize." Yeah, that's yeah. all. It's really weird. 
I, I've been accused and of then being... what is this your friend from Maine uh, yeah I've okay there's been a few different really I get really weird messages what what then That's insane after have... they say apologized I don't I don't even know <laughs> now where you're from um is the education low because usually like what the southern is known for not having or, or having a low education and there's a lot of KKK and racism down there. So I can see some sort of similarity between that and Maine. And I'm surprised, you know, because I would never expect Maine to be like that. I think it's just that there's a lack of people. And that's why I'm saying, like, what the person messaging me is, if this person actually knew a Muslim and it's and it's not like you can just, like, donate a Muslim for yeah. everyone <laughs> to, yeah. like, meet. It's just, like, you, I don't know how to how to do it because... The second you put anything about Islam or any religion, they just shut it off in a history book. Yeah, like people get offended. They're like, I don't want this in my history book. Get this out of my history book. And it's like, well, how are you going to learn about it and like be desensitized? And like, how are you going to like accept other people? Like if you refuse to learn about them? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, Brandon, is like, I feel like it's not it's not about, you know, how educated an area is necessarily. It's what they're learning in their schools. And say they could they could be a top notch you know but university or school, but if they're not learning about like he's saying like culture or like you know where for example like in a lot of these history books that we learn um, growing up here, it's always taking America's side and we never really get to know where America went wrong or like you know the 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 evil things that you know this country could have done and that's that's where I was saying earlier when we were talking about nationalism is like you're you're hiding everybody from the things that we're doing wrong but at the same time you're saying other countries are you know poor us poor us this is what happened to us yeah. it confuses um, that's uh a lot that's of that's the media for you but like i I brought up the low education because um there is some similar traits you know you, you don't see sure. you don't see that much in, in places in places like uh new york you know where people are more educated than people in the South, and there's not much racism. So that's why I brought that up to see. Well, I would say New York also has a lot of immigrants, whereas the South, I mean, like he's saying in Maine, I mean, say there was more Muslims or black people there, and, um, you know, you just get to know one of them, it could change your whole perspective. New York is, you know, one of the most diverse places in the world. Um, And so it, it doesn't even have to be that you have to go to school there. So you meet it, you don't have a choice. You're going to interact with people from everywhere, all over the world in New York. But you still have a problem. There's still the problem that, and I've been told this, okay, well, I know this one Muslim, he's great, but all of them over in the Middle East, no, they're different. You guys can stay. You're I, fine. I, I had yeah. the same. Them over there. Yeah. Have you had that happen to you? All the time. I mean, same here. We live in. Um, a county this this county here is Harford County so like this was uh predominantly Trump supporters um our county voted for Trump um so a lot of my friends from high school and you know vote for whoever you want that's fine but you don't have to apologize to me like a lot of my friends would be like hey man like I saw you posted this or whatever like I'm sorry um you know I love you and your family uh this was just because of this whatever it's like Dude, like, have your opinion. Vote for whoever you want. You don't have to apologize to me. If you feel bad for me because of what I'm facing, then you also feel bad that you voted for this person. And maybe you shouldn't have then if you care yeah. about somebody and else. And I, I don't respect that at all. Like, I've had a couple people say, yeah, um, I'm not a huge Trump supporter, but but my parents made me. Dude, you're, you're 18, 19, 20 years old. Like, you can make it. Their a- parents made them vote? Yeah. Like come that's, on, that's not that. That's the most get out. Yeah, like, you don't that, even. That's your that, that, That's not an excuse. Watching... So what? What I was just like, okay, yeah, and just leave it like that because I, I, I don't have time to. Your parents aren't even watching you in the booth as you're them. voting. Like, yeah, come you on. could change, and especially he's telling you this. Like my parents made me. Come on. Yeah. Do your parents still pick out your clothes too? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Like I, 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 I can't do. I can't bind. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what you were saying, like. Oh, I'm sorry for what happened to you. I feel like that's another form of passive, passive racism. Passive, Definitely. not just passive racism, but just passive. I'll, like my mom, a lot of people would be like, "Well, it doesn't affect me. What do I care?" You know, or, "Oh, I don't know what they're marching for. I have all my rights." You know, but 
Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm a white male and I still go out and I'm not saying I'm better than anybody just because I do that. But I think that more people need to like pay attention to what other people have to say because if enough people have a voice, obviously something's wrong and those people are being affected, you know? Well, so I think it's a, just a matter of like for you being out there marching, you have nothing to lose, but it's you're like there for your friends and the people that you know and care about. Um, he can put himself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Some, and he's like, some people you know just what? can't. My friends are going through this. I'm going to come over here and stand with them. And again, you have nothing to lose. You don't have to be there, but you are. Mm. And that's the difference. Are yeah. you um, political at all? Are you more laid back in that? Oh, I'm extremely political. What, I get very what party do you affiliate with? Honestly, man, I was, I was independent. Independent? But I've just been pushed hey. far left. I've been pushed far left. I I mean, I still... What do you mean you've been pushed far left? I've just been... I don't know. Like You feel stuff, like there has to like be... I feel like I've just... And I feel like maybe that makes me just as guilty as other people that... One side's getting pushed far right, one side's getting pushed far left, and there is no middle because people in the middle are either going far left or far right. But I can't identify with anything that's going on right now on the right. Anything. Like, anything at all. And what they're doing with the media, I identify with the media. What they're doing with uh, immigrants and Muslims, you know uh, that I do some work with refugees and stuff like that. And with Muslims, like, every time I hear any kind of anti-Muslim comment i think of my friends faces you know and so when i have my friends faces in my head and then hatred towards them then you know i get quite angry or sad depending on my day and so all these things in the environment and like i mean like come on <laughs> everything's just pushing me to to like you know and what's crazy is i i saw something like um some posts like uh, a, a percentage of races and terrorist attacks and muslim was like at the bottom well in this mm -hmm. country we don't even have a problem of that yeah it, you like the the terrorist attacks were either you know caucasian or some other race but we know? don't call them terrorists but attacks. that's what i want to start getting into too is call it for what it is there was a young black muslim boy hanged today or last that's, night i was just in telling seattle them about that. yeah and like what there, uh, there was a Jewish uh, synagogue. Uh, somebody shot a bullet through a window yesterday. Um, how many? Over a hundred synagogues with bomb threats since January. Um, Moths burn. When uh, that white Trump-supporting Canadian shot up a mosque in Canada, I didn't read that he... I read he did, but I didn't actually read his words. Trump allegedly said it was a Moroccan that did it. He wouldn't even say that it would, you know, it it was a white person. He won't identify that there is a problem with Islamophobia in the United States. He'll barely identify that there's a problem with anti-Semitic, you know, issues in the United States, and it's terrorism. And look, I love white people, but we need to start identifying that there are white terrorists too. You know, there mm -hmm. are white terrorists. Don't just say if it's a black person, it's a thug, or if it's a brown person, then it's a terrorist. If it's a white person, it's a mental disorder. Because when I posted that thing where a guy in Kansas the other day shot and killed a man from India because he thought he was Middle Eastern and said, get out of my country. I mean, they're still investigating whether that's a hate crime. Uh, that's a hate crime. Somebody on my somebody said, oh, come on. It was just a guy that had been pushed too far. No, that's racist. <laughs> that's a hate crime. That's terrorist. He, 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 you know? Now, um, I think it's pretty interesting that um, you are an atheist, but it seems that you have a lot of, um, you know, Muslim friends. And is this is this a community that you identify with a lot? I covered a couple articles on the MSA, the Muslim Student Association, and I just really like them as people. And they became family to me. They pick up trash. We went and picked up trash from the school and back one day. And then we have gone, I've gone at least three times with them to feed the homeless downtown at a church. At a church. That's important because <laughs> Muslims go to mosques, not churches. But they go to a church and they feed the homeless. And they don't just like to donate clothing. Uh, 
and get you know they want to actually go and see the faces of the homeless and ask them about their day and how are they're doing they're just good people and uh they're like a family to me so that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. i i don't know that i find that super interesting and i'm so I glad do. that you said that um because that personally makes me happy that you're saying you know they went to a church and they did um because like i told you guys earlier like we take charity seriously yeah. um and and you know helping the less fortunate but um you know that's that's really great that you know your atheist views don't clash with i mean i guess no um i'm very interested i think it's beautiful you know it's peaceful so i do learn about the religion um and i have fun and it's uh it's just a beautiful thing and i still am atheist and nobody's tried to convert me <laughs> no one's told me i'm going to any negative places you know, uh, for not believing. And I think that that's cool. And I will say too, you know, I've gone to, uh, some Hillel events too on campus, uh, through Towson has a Jews and Muslims, uh, program, which I think is really cool. And I went to Avi Shabbat or a couple weeks ago and there were like 50 people there, Jews, Muslims, and Christians, and just talking about stereotypes and stuff and having a good time. And then we ate halal and kosher food that's cool. awesome mm-hmm. i think yeah. that's and i think that's so beautiful because that's the basis of all religion religion in the first place is if you can't you know help the um you know the needy and uh and be a good human being first you can't be good in your own religion you have to be a good human being to follow any of what your religion says it doesn't work otherwise i actually like religion I like it, and it's weird for me to say that because, like, I was telling you stories before about how I would I was turned off of it, and that was like 15 years ago, and I've grown throughout the years to 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 appreciate it, to appreciate many different ones. Like I went to Diwali, or Diwali, which is a Hindu, Hindu festival. Event, yeah, yeah, and I've even been to Tihar, which is a Nepali version of it, and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I've learned to definitely appreciate all forms of religion and people's belief systems. Um, I just want to add just something from all the information that I've gathered from you today. I think that you have a very powerful background and powerful story, and you have a lot to share. Posit- like you have a lot of positivity to share. And I think that what you're doing is awesome. the The viewpoints that you have is awesome. And you really, I mean, I know you said you have a website and stuff, which I'll definitely check out. But I think you really should message those people back from Maine and be like you don't know what you're talking about I really think that you should take a big stand here because you have a lot of important things to say yeah um, you're you're definitely um to me a, a rare human being um mm-hmm. I only know a few atheists but even them some of them are like they're tic tac like they they're, they're not really sure if they are truly atheists because they might have uh, some belief I never really met a true atheist and was still, you know, so um, involved with religions and learning them and stuff. So, Which is awesome. Yeah, that's really, um, really different and unique. And um, yeah. I would definitely say for the audience to check out Nick Mason. Mm-hmm. And, and as we sort of wrap this up, Nick, I just want to um, bounce off of these two and just, you know, I definitely appreciate, you know, the person that you are, what you've come from, and what you've become out of all of your experiences. I think it takes a lot to, mm-hmm. you know, grow from everything that you've been through and be the person that you are and make the efforts that you have because you have, you know, a strong voice just being you and, um, you know, coming from you rather than the people that you're talking about is so powerful. It's incredible. Did you have any last remarks and, um, you know, just plug in one more time where people can find you or, um, you know, what you're trying to do uh, in the future so people can follow uh, up. I don't want to plug my website or anything. I just would just say, honestly, if you have a chance, um, there's all kinds of different uh, events on campus and it's like something every day. I think that it's a good way to get involved in the community and you don't even have to be like a student to go to a lot of them. You can just be... You can just walk in and people will accept you uh, into the events and they'll be glad that you're there to learn. So take advantage of any school's uh, events calendar. 
Word, man. And I'm going to plug your website in one more time because I think it is important. Uh, He kind of mentioned it earlier, but meetahuman.com, spelled exactly how it sounds. Um, This website has people from all different backgrounds, religions, cultures, everything. And it's kind of it's it's kind of like um the uh spirit of uh uh humans of new york but uh it goes further into you know specific types of people and where they're from and i went on the website and when he told me about it and i loved it i thought it was incredible because i'm reading about things and people and places i never knew about um and i actually wrote a story for him because i i loved that um and i hope you continue to do that and it becomes something big so um one more time that was nick mason sitting here with us this has been another episode of strange flavors uh we'll see you next time every day i wake up i see your face in every place wishing you were right by my side my heart opened wide but we fell through the cracks those are just the facts across the rising of the sun but you were a mirage the pictures we had together would make a collide you and died different levels of parallel polyphony nice guy who finished last though i had an epiphany we were on a coaster of different personalities Lovely pie, happy fry, mad cry, sad lie Bad guy, bye bye, oh my, don't cry Hold on, don't continue without me Oh, you did? No, God, please, You no. didn't even stop for me I saw that you were happy, so I let it be You were up and I was down And I was thinking to myself Should I even write this song? And I was like, okay, okay And I didn't want to write a song Cause I didn't want anyone thinking I still care or don't But you still hit my phone